We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That bug is new. I killed Big Pipe today and lost 0.7 karma. So like, or maybe it's maybe it's intentional, dude. Maybe it's a part of the event. The answers in yeah. those bottles, dude. All the bottles <laughs> that you need to assemble it all. It forms a fucking a map that when you, if in real life, nice guy were to like had dr- drip some blood onto the map, it would reveal this dwarven. Yeah. God. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I saw, dude, the last message in chat was Jesse's gonna laugh. That's the last thing I saw. Welcome to the podcast. I can't make it through an this intro. This guy's supposed to be into professional dude, here. I, I, I saw I that message and I was like, I, I can't, I can't break. And then I broke immediately. I was gonna make some like, like some ridiculous thing. I was gonna interrupt you. Dude, I'm, literally, I'm Dr. Pepper. The Hello. last thing I saw. God dang it. <sighs> At least you're not in a feud with Airbnb. Yeah, what? What is this? <laughs> what Dude. happened? The TwitchCon Airbnb? Like, oh yeah. Still dealing with that. It's a, it's a this is fun. It's been fun. Uh let me it's a long story. Let me try and condense it down. So I got an Airbnb. Um I got like a nice house, but then that got canceled last minute for whatever reason. So like with three days until TwitchCon, I went and got another unit that was like a kind of a luxury apartment in like, I could tell it was in like a high rise building, but that was all I knew. So now every time I've ever dealt with Airbnb, I take it you have Airbnb experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You, it's always been, and I've probably done it 10 times. It's always been, you go, there's a lockbox and the check-in instructions that you get oh, yeah. on that day is like, here's the four-digit code for the lockbox. You open up for the sure. lockbox, similar to like the super lockboxes that if you've anybody's ever bought a house, um, yeah. When a house is listed like that, usually they have uh, you know, the real estate agents have the codes and anyway, um, but this one was different. So, and I'm with Ghost Freak. We're driving in the Mustang oh, convertible. Yeah. Actually, uh, Dottie Hack was with us too. So, if you want to know. If you want this story corroborated, you, you, anybody <laughs> can ask Dottie and Ghost. Um, so we pull up and uh, kind of walk up and trying to figure out, like, oh, is this the building? Because all the pictures are, like, inside. Oh, like, oh the yeah, unit, the listing but pictures. it's a high-rise. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I walk in, open up the door, and there's, like, a guy at the front desk. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm here trying to figure out what to do. Because the check-in instructions didn't say anything. They said, like, 
contact us. I'm like, what? That's weird. And all there was no number, so of course I had to do the in-app messaging. Yeah. So I do the that, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. You know, we're sitting out there for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. N- nothing yet. I go inside and I go talk to the person at the front. I'm like, hey, I'm here to check in for like my Airbnb. Um, and the guy at the front's like, nobody here is supposed to have an Airbnb. <laughs> and he actually said, as far as I know, it's against the law. Like I know that there are like zoning regulations yeah, yeah. in certain areas. I'm. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything about San Diego Dude. real estate, anything Yikes. like this. But I'm like, but they kind of did a whole kind of little like, kind of on the down, like hush hut. Like, so I'm here. I'm thinking like, is this some weird like conspiracy? Like, are they, is this person in on it? I'm trying to figure out like what I'm, I'm trying to get a read on it. Yeah. But, but, but they said, um, they said like, yeah, kind of sketchy, like be careful. So I'm already like, what the hell? Like, what is this? I'm already sketched out, but of course, I'm halfway across the country. I got a bunch of, you know, I got people with me. I yeah. got luggage. It's been a long day. So I'm like, oh, okay. Finally, she messages me back and says, here's the phone number for my business partner. He's going to meet you to give you the keys. So I'm like, okay. So I call the guy and he's like, yo, what kind of car do you have? I'm like, uh, it's a Mustang. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, pull around the side near the parking garage. I'm like, what? Like, what? I don't know where the parking garage is. Yeah. Like, Get in the car. I pull around and and uh, I see a dude like running across the street. And he's like, "Yo, yo!" Waves me down. No. So I pull over and he gives me a key with a tiny little like key fob, yeah, like a little beeper, yeah. electronic pass, and a little cardboard. It's literally a piece of cardboard with like a laminated thing on it that has like a barcode and some other stuff printed on it. That's my parking pass for the oh, um, okay. parking garage. It's like okay. He tells me what the room number is, you know, whatever. So I drive down into the parking garage. The first thing there, you beep in and the gate opens. There's a big metal gate. Mm-hmm. Um, beep in, the gate opens. Go all the way down three levels underground. Find my my specific designated parking spot. Put the parking pass in there. We get out and we just like, there's no signs or anything. We find the first elevator we can find. Get in the elevator go all the way up to the 38th floor. Um, and this elevator was like a, it was a really nice building, but there were four elevators. And the, for some reason, the only one that was going up and down was the this jank one that was like the freight elevator. Like, no, it didn't have like nice glass walls, marble floor. That was like, it had like the packing yeah. U-Haul, like cloth, you know, things with holes in them. So it was sketchy. Ghost was like, yo, I don't like this, man. Um, so finally we go up there. I go over to the door. Beep. Eh, eh. It blinks red. And I'm like, oh my God. I call the guy. I'm like, you know, the key's not working. And there's no, there wasn't a keyhole in the doorknob. Yeah. And he's like, you know, try it again. Try it. I'm like, dog, what? Finally, he's like, oh, which building are you in? Spoiler alert. Turns out that there's two buildings. There's, uh, they're like two parallel yeah. buildings. I had to go into the other one. He never told me that. He never told me there were two buildings. What so I have to go all the hell? way down, go to the front, ask the person who already I already talked to at the front desk. Be like, how do I get to the other building? Because like I went outside and it was just like construction, and I'm like, that's it was brutal. a whole city block. Oh my god, it was a nightmare. So finally, we end up getting into the place. The place is nice, you know, everything was cool, but I'm already like pissed off. It took us like an hour and a half by the time we showed up at the front door to be able to get, get into the inside. place. 
the most inconvenient thing. I was like, I'm here against the rules, maybe against the law, you know, like, I, I mean, not that I was worried about like getting arrested, yeah. but at the same time, like Airbnb <laughs> should know about this. Yeah. So I contacted Airbnb support and they said, um, oh, well, you know, we'd be happy to talk to the owners to see if they'd like to give you a refund and then we can get you into another unit. And I'm like, I would rather you not tell the owners that I'm <laughs> staying in their place that I'm not happy. Like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, don't tell the people. I'm like, just letting you know that this is a little sketchy. Yeah. So they're like, well, <laughs> if there's anything that, you know, we can't do anything unless we talk to them. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Fucking talk to them. If they want to come in and stab me. I mean, listen, I don't got to outrun them. I just got to outrun Ghost Freak. So um, and he was closer to the front door anyway. So. After that whole thing, they get back to me and they're like, all right, we got a couple of replacement places. We have uh, we have this other place. They, they sent me three links to three nearby Airbnbs. One was an RV with one bed. Nice. By the way, me and, Go me and Ghost would have been nice and cu cuddly. Another one was a tent on a campsite. Would have been, again, would have been really cozy. Um, you know, $90 a night staying in a tent in San Diego, which I don't know if you saw some of the living conditions. And there were some tents there that I yeah. could very well have been the listings that, yeah. Um, and then the last one was in Tijuana. It's like, well, I didn't bring my passport, so I don't think I'm going to be going into Mexico. Like, literally, Tijuana. Oh, my God, bro. So I'm like, I mean, I guess I'm going to stay here because it had already basically it was like midnight at this point. And I'm like, well, they, they can refund me for two nights, but I'd have to go find like a hotel. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Too much. Anyway, fast forward to the end. Now, you need that electronic keypad uh, key thing to use the elevator. Now, there's one bit of this. I take credit for one part of this, but I still think that that doesn't justify everything else. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I'll say it at the end because some people might be with me until I do the prestige. Uh, <laughs> but so then after we stay there, you know, for the few days and I'm going to go check out, they say, okay, when you check out, leave the key and the parking pass in the refrigerator take a picture to let us know you know so you don't have a, a a fee for like the lost you know keys or whatever um and then like let us know and you're all good and i'm like weirdest shit ever but okay okay now first of all this door it only had a deadbolt so there's no way to lock the door when you leave, oh. I would need to leave the keys in the refrigerator and then leave the door unlocked, which already made me feel uncomfortable. Because I'm like, what if somebody just walks in here? I don't, I don't want to be liable for this. Yeah. I already told them, I'm like, yo, your situation's completely fucked. And, you know, like, but it makes sense that they can't have a lockbox. Yep. Because then they would know that it was an Airbnb, an Airbnb you know, that, um, but then I was thinking, wait, I can't take the elevator down to the third floor, the third basement level without the beeping pass. Oh, thing. yeah. So I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? So I'm trying to figure out. And at this point, Ghost Freak had already left. Okay. Um, I, I had taken him to the airport at like four in the morning or something. He got my ass Jeez. out of bed. Um, I'm like, dude, just take an, just take an Uber. It'll be fine. And then he... he you know, woke me up. He's like, very, very, yo, it's not the Airbnb they, or the, uh, the, the, the Uber. Uber they canceled on me. I got to get to the, I'm like, oh, I'll fucking drive you. Let's go. <laughs> um, 
so I, but I was telling them, I'm like, listen, I can't like, how am I supposed to get down to the key card yep. access basement to get my car? If the key's in the then, fridge. If the key's in the fridge. So they said, oh, well, you know, you do it with two people. This is what you do. Blah, blah, blah. Some have someone hold the elevator, all this stuff. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is absurd. Um, So the first thing I tried was, because at this point I'm like, I got to go. You know, I got yep. I got a, fl a flight to catch. So I get in the elevator. I go down to the lobby and there's like a lady there. And I'm like talking to the lady. I'm like, can you hold... And I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, the steps. Like, this literally was, like, a chess puzzle. It was one of those puzzles where the cars are, like, it's a traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, and you got to yeah. move them around, shuffle them around. It was one of those where I'm, like, all right, I got to go down. Three stories down. I have to get to keep the, the parking pass. Then use the elevator to come back up. She needs to hold the elevator while I go all the way down. Three levels deep. And, and keep in mind, I have to convince a stranger of this. That's not going to be sketchy at all. No, not at all. That I'm doing this Airbnb illegal thing. She's probably going to think I'm going to kill her. Go all the way up to the 38th floor. Go in. Leave the keys there. Go back down. She then needs to beat me down to the third level again so that I can get my car. And I'm trying to explain this to the guy over text. His English was terrible. Um, even though I'm fairly certain it was his first language. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's not going to work. He's like, all you got to do is this. And, do and I'm like, none of those things, like, logically, trust me, they will not work. I'm fairly certain this was the first Time, time they, they tried actually, to Airbnb, yeah. Because it was like she had no reviews. I only chose it because it was the last one last minute, yeah. but it didn't have any reviews on this particular listing, and there weren't really a lot of pictures and stuff. Um, and everything had plastic on it. It literally looked like an IKEA showroom, you know. So after talking with the lady and then, you know, in the lobby trying to convince all this stuff, I'm like, this is absurd. Another lady at the front desk is really nice like middle-aged woman she was like can i help you and i'm like let me explain the whole story yeah. to you have to explain it to her and she's like well listen why don't you leave the key in the past with me i can get you down to the basement get your car get you out of here you know it'll be fine you do what you need to do so what i was able to do was go upstairs get my luggage lock the door uh -huh. grab my car drive it around um and then just give the keys to the woman at the management office in the lobby at the base of the elevator. Yep. Um, and I'm like, and they can deal with it. It's not my problem. Anymore. I would have like, done I can't. the same thing. Yeah. Now, it turns out there was a solution to this puzzle that the guy was trying to explain, but he couldn't. It was it was because I don't think he really understood it yeah. fully. But what I needed to do was go down to the basement, grab the pass, go and then and then drive the car around and park on the street, which I would either have to pay at the toll yeah. to pay the thing, you know, whatever, or risk, you know, maybe getting a ticket in the 15 minutes that I'd have to do. Yeah. So pull the car out of the garage, then go back in up to the 38th floor, leave the keys, come back down and then get in my car and go. It's it sounds simple if you put it like that in yeah. those steps, but it's also super inconvenient, super sketchy, annoying and bullshit. And yeah. I was going back and forth with the guy trying to and, and here's the thing. I didn't know that you could take and it makes sense. If anybody's lived in the city, you'll I'm sure will think this is obvious. But to me, I've never lived in any high rise building. So yeah. the idea that you could get to the lobby without the electronic beeper for oh. like fire hazard reasons, it just never occurred to me. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about so that So that's why I, I didn't understand how I could take the elevator. I'm like, I'm yeah. not going down 38 flights yeah, of stairs. Yeah, you're like, your plan makes sense, but it doesn't make sense because I don't have the key. And he's like, but yeah. And if he was the, if he the, was like, you don't need the key to get to the lobby, if that had just been spoken at any point, yep. you'd have been like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But to yeah, arrive at an, that conclusion on your own when he's drawing you a maze is like... Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, just have someone help you." And then he was like, "Oh no, but you can lock the key from the outside." And I'm like, looking at the handle and looking at the thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, "There's just a deadbolt. Is there some weird thing?" I'm like, "How do you put? How do I lock a deadbolt from the outside or from the inside and then open it?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of it makes any sense. So anyway, I left the keys there. And then when I left, they're like, "Hey, did you check out?" I said, "Yeah." And I took a picture of the key and the pass on the desk. In the management office, the leasing office, basically. And I'm like, you can go pick it up there. Now, here's the thing. Because I would leave the keys in there and the, I met the 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 business partner guy yeah. outside. So presumably, he's the one doing all the handoffs of all these keys, right? Yeah. That means he's going to have to go into the unit and get the keys anyway. Yeah. Well, the lady says, all right, we're going to charge you $550 for lost key and lost parking pass. You fucking what, mate? I'm sorry, but it's not lost. It wasn't lost. It's at the front what? desk. Go get it. The thing is, is that they know that when they they know they're yeah. in caught, they're they're caught. They know they're in trouble. So they know. Um. So the woman filed a uh. You know, she filed that claim. I disputed it. My dispute was rejected. And they're basically like, prove you didn't lose the keys. And yeah. I'm like, there's a picture of the key, and you can talk to the the manager at the leasing office yeah, in the lobby it's of the still building there <laughs> it's still there and they are totally happy and willing to give it to the owners the problem is is that the owner probably needs to go there and she probably yep, she might, she's probably gonna get ringed Idaho, out that so she might have to fly out but they're like for travel costs and blah 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 you know it's going to be 250 dollars. i'm like i'm not fucking paying anything that's insane and then right before the podcast started i get the email we're reaching out to you in regards to the blah, blah, blah. In order to assist you with your appeal, we need you to provide us solid proof showing that the damages that happened were not caused by you. No, no, How no. How can I show the damages that never happened didn't happen? Bro, that's insane. That's so I've had insane. to appeal this twice now. Because, yeah, they just 100%, whether it's one or, or both of these things, they don't want to travel to the place or... Um, they know that when they go pick it up, the people in the hotel are going to be like, it's in your contract that you can't sublet this. We're going to, you know what I mean? So they just don't want to. Yeah. yeah. And the business partner probably can't be the one there. Yeah. The woman probably has to go the D Denise or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, uh, bro, what? Yeah. I'm like, call them, call the management company. Yeah, that's what's this crazy. The, here's the website. Here's the number. Here's his name. He will tell you, we have the keys. We've got the keys right here. That's all. Oh, well, so they're, so they're trying to say that they have to travel to go pick up the keys in the in the in the office. And it's like they are going to have to go and pick up the keys from yeah. the unit. It's actually a shorter trip. They yeah. don't have to you go don't have in to the take elevator, an elevator ride. Yeah, that's that's what's crazy is that like that surely humanity will prevail on your behalf on this because you literally like the keys are not lost. They are with people that you can call right now to corroborate that. And the travel is so so bullcrap because you literally told me to put it in the fridge 38 stories above where they currently reside. It's not like yeah. you drop them in a storm drain. Like, 
That's crazy, bro. Yeah, and unfortunately, I couldn't get a copy of like the leasing agreement, obviously, because it's like <sighs> yeah. it's confidential. But I wanted to like, can I get like a generic one? Because I was going to provide that where I'd be like listing number 1911, blah, 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 says you can't sublet out any of these units that's supposed to be residential housing. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I've been dealing with this back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, people are like, go to court. I mean, here's the thing. It's going to take two hours it. of conversation with a lawyer just to explain <laughs> the situation yeah. and for him to get all the facts. And that's probably going to cost me more than $550. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that it's is like, insane, bro. But yeah, so anyway, I, I, at some point, yeah, I got to I gotta figure out what I'm going to do. But that's what I've been dealing with. That's my saga. Bro. I would call the hotel back and I'd be like, hey, I'm not even a hotel or the whatever the building. I'd call them back and be like, hey, just so you know, like I'd narc them out. You know what I mean? Like, I know you can't help me with this 450. Well, they know. But just so you know, like. Oh, and the guy's like, I'm totally happy to talk to Airbnb and tell them, tell them what's up. But Airbnb, they they won't call. Just won't call. It's like, listen, these guys are like. I want to impress that they like might be breaking the law, but they're like it's making you guys look bad. Yeah, that's insane. At, at some point, I'm gonna to have to be like, "Do you know how many Twitter followers I have? <laughs> do, you, do you want to go there? You know, like, I don't want to. I don't want to be the social media Karen, but at the same time, it's like that's unreal. You know, that's not that I not not that I think anybody deserves special treatment, but am I not gonna not use yeah my every tool in to your fucking, yeah. Because what you're asking for is what you're asking for is in special treatment above neutral. It's like to get to neutral. It's like you're not asking for an extra helping of ice cream. You're just like you lied and told me I was getting ice cream and I don't have any and everybody else does. You know what I mean? So now it's like, do you know how many Twitter followers I have? You know, and I screenshot of the conversation, too, where she's like, I'm going to charge you for this and this and, uh, (laughs) you know, for, for the lost things. And I'm like, they're not lost. They're at the front. Like, you're lying. And she's like, well, I'll be charging you, you know, $250 for this and $350. I'm like, I'll be disputing that. Just screenshot it and Mm -hmm. send it to them. So, yeah, I guess That is unbelievable. That's out of control. So what's going on in Tarkov? I saw saw (laughs) you. uh, I I, I joined very briefly while I was waiting to get my hair cut. Oh, yeah. And I heard you go like... Well, it looks like there's some sort of event. You screamed exactly like me. And then, <laughs> well, so there's a Halloween event going on, but then separate from that, me and uh, Gibbon were doing like offline games with the community, and okay. it was so much fun, bro. We what we were doing was um, me and Gibbon had revolvers with flashlights, and then we would invite twelve community members into an offline. And they all had cultist knives and like slicks. And we would like basically he would shoot up a red flare and then they would just try and swarm us. And so it was crazy because like just like we'd hear bushes and turn around just a flashlight. We were doing night raids, complete night raids. And then like they were wearing all the like masks, like the Mike Myers masks and stuff like that. And it was like. Wait, so, so those weren't bots? No, those were our, that was the community oh, that we okay. were See, like. I thought that was the event. Yeah, I was yeah, all excited yeah. to hear that they added like a million cultists with Mike Myers masks running around. That would have been sick. But honestly, it was better. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like we'll talk about. You made the, your own event. Yeah, we'll talk about the event. But like, this was, be- this is exactly what I had always said about like the cultists would be so much more fun if 
they tried to knife you. And it was like, it was just insane because they would be like over VoIP, like, and they were just like through the bushes and you'd be like, oh, and then they started to get really smart. Dude, yes. They were getting really smart because they wouldn't push us because they know we would win. So they would like like swipe and then they would like close the door behind them. And so like we would have to go open the door and then they would try and like something. It was just such it was so fun. It was so funny. Wait, they pulled the Leonidas and the hot gates on you. Yeah, they, basically. They had you. Oh, my God. And then we did the last one we did was like, you know, the new area on Lighthouse. You can like go all the way up and like stand over on the rock and like look over the bridge to the Lighthouse expansion. I've never seen the new okay. area. So basically, you like walk across the bridge, and then there's some buildings, and then you go up like a hill, and then the lighthouse is on the right, and you can circle okay. and do a horseshoe and stand up on a group of rocks where you can see the buildings below, and you can see the bridge all the way out to the rest of lighthouse. So me and Gibbon stood up there. We threw like 33 smoke grenades along the bridge. And then Gibbon shot a red flare and all of them just funneled down the bridge. And we were trying to like snipe them with the revolver and then they made it in and they were just like crawling. Like left for dude, dead. It was dude. insane because they all split and they were like one was like wrapping around a building and they were crawling up the rocks and we were like trying to like shoot them. It was legitimately so fun. Gibbon was like, Jesse, I've literally never had more fun playing Escape from Tarkov. Like the offline is so fun and it was just so perfect because they were all wearing the jack-o'-lantern masks or the Mike Myers masks and like. We were all getting poisoned because they were swiping at us. And, like, <laughs> the cultist knife does the perfect amount of damage. Where if you get hit with the cultist <laughs> knife, you get, like, sick. But it, you you can't, like, accidentally one-shot someone with a cultist knife. So the, they had to keep hitting us so we could get hit and run away. And, like, I was, like, popping ETGs. And, and like, you were using the revolver. The and it's revolver. Like, it, it was and they so had, much fun watching you with the revolver because it's, like, it it's hard to one tap somebody when yes. they're zigzagging so hard when it's dark and that's why they were wearing slicks and zabralos and stuff so we had to hit him in the head to take him down quick and so it was like literally perfect like it was so much fun <laughs> dude so that was what you hopped into i was like me and given were like fighting for our lives um that was super fun but the halloween event it's dude it's really interesting <laughs> um there's so many things happening and like they're not related at all. It's just like a bunch of tiny little changes that were made. Um, so like you've got the um, you've got like the jackalan um, jackalantern like helmets back, right? And then you have these. You can actually find these little pumpkins where food spawns, and they're like little pumpkin. I don't know, things. And then you have the to containers. Yes. And you have to take them back to your stash and you can open them and there's and then they have like food in them. And so oh, like, they're like little loot. Yeah. They're like little lunch boxes. Yeah, little lunch boxes. Yeah. And they're like uh yeah, they're like ammo boxes. You unpack Lunchables. Back the stash. Is yep. there a Capri Sun? I wish. Well, there's like Wait, there's keep, no keep talking. I'm pulling the stream up. <laughs> I just realized I have to feed my cat. I can't let her wait two hours. Oh, I understand. But keep talking, I'm listening. <laughs> I, I I can't just chat. How are you guys doing? We'll just we'll just we'll just hang with chat, and I'll cut this out of the podcast. Poor Suz. Well, see you guys later. Let's do an I Spy game. Let's play I Spy with Veritas's office. Static water. Don't judge my Lacroix. Hashtag not sponsored. Not yet. I would love a LaCroix sponsorship. Oh, fuck. Listen, I understand. I, I've, I've I realized that 
I mean, my wife worked from the office today, and she does it like once a week. And normally, she sets like the feeder, automatic feeder. And she, I remember that she didn't this time. And then it's been an hour. Yeah, I could just like see oh. like Veritas like full sprints upstairs, grabs a bag of cat food, takes a knife, just cuts along it. It spills everywhere. He runs back downstairs. <laughs> it's just like a mess. Just leave the bag there. Like she'll figure it out. Yeah. I'd go up there, and sh- my cat would be dead, and all of the food would be gone. <laughs> The cat would be the size of the food bag. Um, all right, so so it's got the Lunchables, the yep. Halloween Lunchables that have like sugar and uh, slickers and like juice, tiny little bunch them. of crunch. And dude, I wish. And then they then they changed a bunch of like the food items. So like a lot of the juices and drinks and foods will give you like stuff. So like plus health or plus strength or plus whatever. Which is like whatever. I and that's actually honestly been more inconvenient because I'll go in my stash and I'll drink a juice to fill my hydration, but it doesn't give you hydration anymore. It just gives you plus six levels to health. Oh but I'm God. in my stash, so I don't need plus six levels to health. I need thirty hydration. Yeah. Do you ever? Okay. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> no. If you were going somewhere with that, but that's always something that whenever we talk about stims, how I like never use stims because when I, or at least like most of the stims, yeah. I'll use the the propitol, the ETG, yeah. but like all of the other ones, the the like not four common ones, right? Propitol, ETG, like um, SJ6, SJ6, and Mule. and Mule are basically the only four I ever really used. Yeah. Um, I just feel like all of the all of those buffs, like plus five to strength or whatever. Yeah, it's like it to me. It's not only is it meaningless from the sense that like yeah i don't know what it means like what yeah. you know wh- what does it ultimately mean and how much faster will i run exactly does that put me over some threshold where it adds 10 more pounds to my carry you know <laughs> if it was like plus 50 to your max carry weight bef- then yeah. i'll be like oh okay now i know what that means right yeah, but instead it's sure. it's um, some nebulous modifier to the strength level that I don't even know what the strength level is. Yeah. I would yeah. say that, like, as as we've played more, more and more of them have become viable for use, but uh, uh, still about, like, 40 to 50% of them sit there. Like, there's the SJ1, which is the pink one, which is, like, plus 20 strength, plus 15 endurance, plus something else. And it's, like... I'm not going to take that over an SJ6 for stamina, and I'm not going to take that over a mule for carry weight. So it just kind of like sits in the middle, and it's like, what is this stim for? And like some like the L1 is like a painkiller, but it doesn't last as long as a propitol. So I'm going to take a propitol. But some of some of the other ones, like Zagustin, I've been taking a bunch recently. It's the purple one, and what that does is it stops all open bleeds and prevents for bleeds yeah and prevents new bleeds for 180 seconds so like uh, keeping that in my secure container when like a scav magnum bucks me and i've got two heavy bleeds and two light bleeds is like huge um the 3btg when compared you know how like on shoreline you can spawn um on the x the external side of the blue fence basically right at the water like you're by the pier like by the little construction zone near the minefield Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like from there, if I take an SJ6 and a 3BTG, I can run on one stamina bar into the first floor of the resort, run up the stairs and get to 222 and unlock the key without ever let, letting go of shift. 
what does the three BTG do again? It, it's uh, it's more um, stamina recovery, and uh, and then in addition, guys like some of the Uber Chads have been using three BTG because it also gives you like plus thirty attention, which you loot containers faster. So they use it to like when they're farming. Not Jesus. not that much faster. Not faster enough that I would ever take it for that reason. But when they're specifically farming the attention money. skill. You have infinite money and you can't afford 300,000 rubles in stims every, every raid, raid yeah. as, as the cost of doing business. And when your goal is to get max attention and getting max attention takes 1,400 raids... If you I got can, a min, you got a min exactly. Max if I can spend fifty thousand rubles on a three BTG every raid, and that fourteen hundred raids goes to eleven hundred raids, like three hundred raids is a significant amount of time. So it's like yep. you can over a macro, it's worth it. But I'm never taking a three BT for the looting speed in this one yeah. specific raid. I am taking it to pair with so three BTG is plus thirty attention perception, plus ten strength, and then plus one stamina recovery. So it's just like, it means it's the stamina, like you can run forever. And then as soon as you stop, it just goes boop because uh, SJ6 also has like 1.5 stamina recovery. So you end up at like 2.5, but then that's a whole other conversation. Like the, the metric of stamina recovery is something that the player never sees except in those stims plus one, but plus one to what, what is my stamina recovery? What is it correlated to? Is it correlated to my endurance? Is it correlated to other skills like attention? How much plus is a could lot? Be. Is it one out of a hundred or is it one out of one? You know what I mean? Is it like binary? So it's enough. It's like, so out of control, but like SJ6 is like plus 1.5 stamina recovery and 3BT is plus one. And what you and can stack, yes, and what you can notice is that. But can you take two of the same no, stem and those, those don't won't stack? stack? Correct, you'll waste the, the stem, but two different ones. And that's why people like you'll take Propital and ETG because ETG is plus six health HP per second and Propital is plus one, so you now you get plus seven, but you can't take two ETGs and get plus 12 HP per second. Um, so people kind of stack and that's why like SJ six and three BT, those are really good. Meldonin is really good as well. Um, Meldonin reduces the damage you take, um, to everywhere except for your head, but it also goes crazy on like, um, strength, endurance. Uh, it's, uh, Meldonin is increased strength plus 10 endurance plus 20 decreases damage. You take except for the head by 10% increases stamina recovery rate. So like all these stems, the Meldonin, the Zagustin, the three BT, some of them are pretty, pretty useful, but there's a lot of them that still end up in like this weird nebulous state. But anyways, so the food, <laughs> the Halloween event, they changed a lot of the food. I think it is a little useless because like, I mean, I guess like you could take, you, you might be able to, I don't remember what sugar does right now, but I, in theory you could bring a sugar and because it has 70 durability, you could like eat five at the beginning of the raid and then five a little bit later and five, if it's giving you strength or whatever. But I don't uh... think, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody in the game today is min maxing anything in relation to the food. I think it's just annoying people that there are, dehydrated and they drink a juice and it doesn't do anything for them except give them six health or whatever it is and so it's like but it, so wait, they, so is it wait so how do you get hydration is it only water water bottles aquamari and like a few other things that's actually fucking terrible yeah Isn't there like a limit too on the water bottles yeah like you I, can only buy five I, but you can like, buy them on the flea market <laughs> yeah and aquamari on the that, flea market 
I just remember when I was playing, you know, around level 20 something a couple weeks back, just like you get two raids before you're basically completely zeroed out yeah. on either one or the other. Oh, milk is also hydration. Milk and pineapple. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Like, we could talk about Sims forever, but like, <laughs> so like somebody has, this dude has been a legend at answering every question. Sugar currently gives you plus five to intellect and plus five max stamina. So, like, just to like camp out on the the stim conversation a little bit, and it's not even stims; it's the it's the underlying systems the player doesn't get. What what does the player what does the player get in regards <clears throat> to how long you can run and stamina? The endurance soft skill, right? You can read the about of the endurance soft skill in game, and then as you level it up, you can see what the, what it's it's like. You know, plus five to your this or plus five to that. Okay. But then, like, the stims will be, like, plus 10 max stamina. Plus 10 max stamina is not plus 10 endurance levels. It's based on your endurance level. You have a numeric value of how much your stamina is. That numeric value is not shown to you. But if you take this stim, it adds 10 to that numeric value. So, once again, is that plus 10 on 1,000? So, it's now it's 1,010? I thought or is it was it plus, plus 10 on the level. No, there are different ones. <laughs> So there are stims that increase the, your endurance level. There are stims that increase your max stamina. And there are stims that increase oh. your stamina recovery. But none of those things are defined. So it's like plus 10 to max stamina. Is that significant? Is it Was it 10 before and now it's 20? Or was it 100 before and now it's 110? Plus 1 to stamina recovery. Was my stamina recovery 3 or was it 13? It, it's so... And I love the stims so much. The stims are one of my favorite things that they've added that is like an RPG element to the game. You know what I mean? Like you could like in The Witcher, you could like dress your blade in a certain like poison and go like it feels very RPG. I love it. But I do think it could be simplified a little bit or at least the things that these stims do are more clearly defined in other places because there are so many things related to stamina that the they do. And we're basically like, I kind of have an understanding of it because I've probably spent, I am not exaggerating. I've probably spent seven or 8 million rubles on stims this wipe. Like this is the wipe that I've just been like, I basically float at 40 million. Last wipe, I had like 86 million. I'm just like spending more money this wipe. I'll, I'll spend, today I was buying ETGs every raid because I was taking them almost every raid for 180,000 rubles because everyone's buying them for the event. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like, it's just so, it's so funny. So you're talking about like the RPG elements though. Like here's the thing. In in RPG games. I know the G was redundant there. In <laughs> RPG games, um like though the customizability and the little tweaks and modifiers to all of those things, yeah. the only reason why they are good in those contexts is because it allows the player like freedom to make decisions about what they value, because there's almost yeah. always a trade-off. And to be able to customize their character or their build or their loadout in a way that's like meaningful yeah um very often it tends to be like decisions sort of for the long term although that's yeah. probably not super important but like yeah i mean this is one of those things like the in theory in principle <laughs> giving people the ability to choose and customize things and to get like buffs and debuffs to things that idea yeah. conceptually is amazing. It's just 
implementation wise yeah. what we what we end up with is a bunch of a bunch of stims that are provide massive ambiguous um yeah. <laughs> clusters of benefits that we don't fully understand and only care about one or two of them really yeah. um at a time where there might be two three four effects the rest we don't care about there's not a massive downside because if you can spend a hundred thousand on a mule, then you can also spend another 30,000 to buy bottles of water or whatever. Um, So it's like the fact that the fact that that it's so ambiguous and it, it's so ephemeral, it's so temporary. Yeah. And it's such a, um, like, it's like an operating cost on top of something that's, yeah. Yeah. On top of something that like, you know, just doing raids normally is expensive for, for folks no, that for sure. I of feel dirty that like when I go to Shoreline, like it's an un like a lot of time with the people I play with a lot. It's like you want to play some Shoreline, yeah, we haven't played Shoreline in a while. It's like an unspoken rule. It's like you have an SJ six and a three BTG, right? It's like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not running on max strength and endurance to the resort. I need an additional, <laughs> like you know, what I mean, it's like it's just like this unspoken thing, and and I don't like that, but I do enjoy. Uh, once again, I think if you look at stims as a whole, I think there's a bunch of stims that are just like basically meaningless and never get used. I think there are a bunch of stims that do exactly what you say, where it's almost like it's such a good thing for such a little downturn. And the only cost of entry is money and money in Tarkov is way too easy to get that it just that it becomes like bad. And then I think there are a few that I really like. I like the Propital. I like the ETG. I like the Mule and I like the Zagustin. Like I like things that are like force me to make split second decisions in a fight. You know what I mean? Like I've been popping a stim and the dude hits rounds the corner and I die. And I'm like, I, that wasn't the time to do it. And then I've, I've popped stims and like, like I have a bunch of bleeds and it's like, which one do I do? I pop ETG and it literally, I'm not healing. It's just like holding off the bleeds while I pop the Zagustin. Like there have been a few moments. So there are definitely moments where it shines through, but yeah, there's not, there's but not nearly think- enough down. There's not nearly enough um, negative to a lot of them. Well, so, I mean, the way I look at it, again, like, there's a world in which you can say that it's way too easy to make money and that there's no downside to the stims, you know, and, and yeah. they give you such a huge advantage. And then there's another world, and I am and I have, like, one foot in on one side and yeah. one foot on the other, where it's actually not easy to make money if you want to play the game in a lot of very specific ways. For sure. Like, Honestly, the way that I play the game, which is the way I, I always played the game, which is, you know, like medium speed, tactical, smart, yeah. aggressive when it makes sense, you know, whatever, where in solo, where it's basically impossible to make money. Yeah. Um, and then when you do, you know, the difference between like buying a stim, like, you know, you're at the end of a raid and it's like, I think I've killed everybody, but I don't know. Do I want to pop this 120,000 ruble mule? Yeah only for convenience that's the thing is that like it might be the the defining factor that makes me survive with all of the stuff i was able to loot from the one three-man squad i killed versus i have to just jog for five seconds stand out in the open and and not move not crouch do nothing jog for five seconds you know it's like so the way i look at it is is it's 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 like this sort of pay for convenience the rich get richer yeah, i don't know I how many like saying. ropes i need to i need to put together but it's like it just makes it that much easier 
for the people who are already ahead yeah. to get more ahead. Yeah. And, and it and it just punishes everybody else. And it encourages the, the everybody. It pushes everybody into like, yeah, it's Tarkov's a game where you can play it however you want, unless you want to have fun. If you want to have fun, you got to play it this way because this is how you make money and you need the money because you need these three sims every raid. Like, I completely agree. Like, when I say it's too easy to make money, I know that people always come at me for that because I'm like, they're like, I struggle to make money. Like, it's not easy. And I'm like, okay, you're like, you're right. You're not wrong. <clears throat> but like, what I'm saying is that if there's five different people that play five different play styles and four of them, you know, the poorest guy has a million rubles and the richest guy has two million rubles, but the fifth guy has 80 million rubles. <laughs> that means that there exists a, a, a way to make money in this game. That's too easy. That might not be the way you play then nerfing that way would benefit you because it would cut off that guy at the knees. He'd fall down to closer to you and then you would have a more even experience. So I definitely understand that it's not easy to make money playing a lot of different ways. But the one way that everybody on Reddit and everybody on TikTok and, and all of a lot of the big streamers and then the, a lot of the big streamers they teach, that one way, it is pretty easy. And if you don't want to play that way, that's, your, that's fine. I kind of play that 50-50. But that's what I'm saying is that like it's as, as long as there exists that way, then there are going to be people with so much more money. And it's there. It's just going to be constantly funneling people into that way begrudgingly because they're like just freaking tired of dying to everybody. I want to go make some money, too. So I'll just scav lighthouse a few times and loot these things. So so I, I totally get what you're saying. And and yeah, I don't I don't know. I definitely don't know how to fix the stims. I love them. I really want them to be in the game. I think like every Take them off the flea market. I think like everything, access plays a huge part into it for sure. The ability to just like get them all the time. But then even do the Oh, go ahead. That that I would be okay with that. <laughs> but what that does is it's still, you know, the 1% are effectively unchanged because they all have black cards and you can get 14 to 20 stims out of black room every raid. I'm not, that would kill it for me. Like, I wouldn't that's be using more, But that's stims. more than they could, like, really even use. So then it's, like, almost not even worth. That's what I'm saying. Then they uh, just unless, start filling med cases can, with them. Unless you can sell them to therapists for a bunch of money. Which, I don't know, if I was a fucking doctor slash therapist, I wouldn't want to be buying drugs from random people. <laughs> but, like, you know, yeah, that's just, that's just a nitpick. But. And to me, it makes sense that, uh, again, this comes back to the whole civilian flea. The flea market should be like yeah. the flea markets we have today yeah. in the United States where you go there and it's junk. Yeah. Um, you know, with the occasional like antique gun, maybe, you know, yeah. or like whatever. But like um, you shouldn't be able to buy drugs, money, guns <laughs> or body armor. Yeah. Just make the oh, flea market there for, you know, junk um, but again, that all just comes back into, well, so many of the systems and quests and everything exactly. are all built it's around. It's too built. noodled up. You know what I mean? I, I totally agree. And once again, I'm not even saying that taking them off the fleet would be a bad thing short term because I play this game six to eight hours every single day. And that would completely limit how many I get. Like I would, I'm not the guy that's going to be farming black room. Like I'm considered a one percenter, you know what I mean? Cause I play these games and I would immediately no longer have Sims. You know what I mean? So I totally get access, uh, as part of it too, but. It's interesting. It, it's an interesting thing. It's it, seriously, it, it's frustrating, but like li every conversation comes back to that where it's like, well, that affects this system and this system and this system. And it's also jumbled up. So it's so hard to create like a solution to this thing, this one thing. But I am still excited and, and I still enjoy having the stims in the game. But I do, I definitely, definitely see what you mean where it's like, it's legitimately like 150,000 rubles 
where the stems every raid if you use them a bunch and it's just like that seems yeah and a lot of players have i, I think <laughs> like the, the this wipe was probably just because i played so little you know i think i yeah. have 110 raids or something probably like the closest and i'm out of practice mm -hmm. so it's probably the closest i've come in a long you know maybe three or four years to like the average player yeah um now now granted i know there are you know like gonna be like the simultaneous self-deprecating oh, i'm just a casual and i'm dog shit while also kind of alluding to the <laughs> fact that they're like these giga chad uber brain whatever without the you know without mentioning that they play at obscure times on a single server and do nighttime raids and avoid all combat and whatever yeah. and they might have 50 million rubles but i feel like I feel like the average inventory is probably similar to mine where it's filled with a bunch of junk. Yeah. Um, maybe a million rubles and maybe like three or four guns. Yeah. A few like a, a bunch of sets of body armor, half of which you're saving for quests like the gazelles and maybe yeah. some slicks that you don't even want to wear because you're still using PS 762 and, you know, yeah. you don't have any mods to guns because you've got level three traders or level two traders. Yeah. Um, and and see, the thing is, is that like a million rubles and a couple of guns, that's three raids. Easy, yeah. you're out of everything. Yeah. So how, like, in what universe are you going to also then want to take the one Zagustin yeah. and SJ6 and whatever in, because all those are, are, are you going to be able to get out? This is going to make it a little bit quicker and a little bit less, Yeah. you know, inconvenient for you to get out if you're lucky enough to actually loot shit survive and make your way to the exfil yeah but then what happens when you finally are like i got a full backpack let's go you pop the stim and then you get exit camped you know or whatever and sure. it's like well now you just lost another hundred thousand rubles on top of everything you built that's now it'll go from four raids worth of money and gear to two raids yeah all because of the stems for convenience purposes. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I feel you. I mean, I feel like if if we didn't have immediate and unlimited access to them, and if some of them had more negative side effects, it would be more situationally choosing. You know what I mean? Like, like this is a really important fight to me because maybe you've killed three of a four man or four of a five man and you're like struggling to get this last guy, then that might, you might say that I'm risking it all. I really want this loot. Or you find a quest item or something like, and there's, there's always a pro and a con to it. Cause right now there's not really the debuffs aren't that strong and there's food and water everywhere in Tarkov. You know what I mean? So it's like, but see the problem there is that because the benefits are their convenience things in many ways, sometimes they'll save your life, you know, but a lot of, I would say, other than the, you know, the, 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 the green stem and the purple stem are the ones that are going to, like, save your life for, yeah. you know, just because they heal so fast. Propotol is, is generally like, a, do you want to sit for five minutes and heal everything up manually yeah. with 19 <laughs> clicks and drags? Or do yeah. you just want it to heal while you're looting? You know, yeah. it's, it's, again, it's a convenience thing. Um, but, uh, but the question is, like, are those benefits for most of the stems most of the time? Are they really that good that if they were to then add downsides, then it's like, well, now there's no point in even having them or using them. So it would almost I think so. I think it, so. It's it's I, one of those things like I don't know how they can balance. Yeah. And I totally in a way that makes that. them mean there definitely is a tipping point where you tip to the other side and you're like, it's not worth it's not worth taking this. You know what I mean? Because of, yeah, of the downsides. 
But what I'm saying is I think so much of them are convenience-based because of how the access we have to them. If I only came across like an SJ6 every once in a while, if I only found them in raid, <laughs> well, then I wouldn't use them as, oh, I spawned here and I want to get to resort. I would use them as I'm heavy and I know that there's still a guy around here. So I'm going to pop it now so that I can like max out my sprint away from resort if I have a quest item. You know what I mean? So like a lot of the ones that are convenience based become survival based if you know you can't just get them whenever you want. You know what I mean? Like I would use them in more survival based situations and stamina, stamina recovery, how much weight I can carry, how fast I heal. If I'm going to get bleeds, a lot of them are painkillers. A lot of these things would be used in the context of survival more if there wasn't just in the back of my head it's like i just can buy three more after this raid yeah yeah i mean but it I, is I think hard. overcast in chat just said probably the uh he encapsulated it well i think he said most stims seem to just counter annoying or poorly designed systems rather than actually being cool all the stims yeah. are are do you want to not have to deal with the shitty weight and endurance system? Yeah, yeah. The, there you go. The terrible stamina. The do you, the, do you the not want to have to deal with the cumbersome <laughs> healing system and how the healing priority on the hot heat items is generally dog shit and will most of the time get you killed in a lot of situations. And it's very true. You know. Um. So I mean, to me, that's that's actually a better way of of uh, uh, uh kind of explaining the underlying like eye roll, I guess, with how the stims work because it's For like. Sure. I wish that they, it's almost like the systems, you know, the game without the shitty systems is like, you know, at a, a neutral level, they add the systems, it brings it down to like <laughs> negative 20 for everybody. Yeah. And then the stims and the skills and the quick progression of the giga chads brings them up to plus 20. Everybody else is sitting at negative 20. Yeah. So it's just, again, it's more like work and annoyingness. It's yeah. not hardcore and realistic. It's just inconvenient. And um, and I think that's probably, like, if, if, <laughs> if they got, you know, properly designed endurance and how the stamina and everything worked and how the weight system and everything worked, yeah. well, then they could probably make the stims be more interesting and yes. give you, you know, because then... They're, then it's not uh they, they don't bring you up to like a baseline yeah, of yeah, yeah. playability with some other benefits you know then it's no, like right. they give you some benefits you know with some trade-offs that you have to i uh, think that's know, a really consider. good way to put it i see the potential of the stims as like a really cool way to like enhance combat and situational decision making but i think that as they stand right now that's probably the best way i've ever heard it put that the way they're utilized right now, whether that's because of any seven reasons, the way they're utilized right now is mostly just to avoid really annoying game mechanics. Yeah. That it would just be easier to not require players to spend 200,000 rubles per maid and just remove the annoying game mechanics. And then you could create a system with the stims on top of that that's more fun. I think that's, I actually really agree with that. Um, <clears throat> so the Halloween event... <laughs> They changed some food, but it doesn't really do anything. Um, they, I, I have gotten like confirmation from several people, including my mods that have tested this, but I still don't know exactly how and under what circumstances, but currently scav karma is just like gone. Like you can just shoot player scavs whenever you want, shoot scavs and you're fine. No karma loss. 
uh, that's like part, is that a bug is it a part of the event I, no one knows no one knows but it seems like it's part of the event it's just like this halloween free-for-all where you can just kill people and <laughs> not be now there is a bug where if you kill the rogue bosses the new rogue bosses that nobody can ever find that are really hard to kill that have really cool loot that's super busted up if you get so lucky to find them on a scav raid, if you kill them, you do lose karma. And you're not supposed to because they're not scavs, they're rogues. They're raiders, right? Like, they're usex. So, like, you can kill raiders and you can kill rogues and not lose karma. And up until, like, three days ago, you could kill the rogue bosses and not lose karma. But that bug is new. I killed Big Pipe today and lost 0.7 karma. It's not supposed to be there. Um... <sighs> So like or maybe it's maybe it's intentional, dude. Maybe it's a part of the event. The answer's in yeah. those bottles, dude. All the bottles <laughs> that you need to assemble it all. It forms a fucking a map that when you, if in real life, nice guy were to like had dri drip some blood onto the map, it would reveal this dwarven yeah. fucking god. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so the karma Tagilla, <clears throat> they took away his hammer, and he now has a big scythe. Which is kind of sick. All right, that's pretty sick. Grim Reaper style, and they gave him a new mask that's a skull, and it's the coolest looking mask they've ever added to the game. It is sick. He is a scary looking mofo right now, like real scary. Um, so he's got a scythe, and he can spawn is on. Is he in every raid? Every, he can spawn on every map at between like a twenty to thirty five percent chance. So you, it's not every single raid, because I guess like. Those they they do the 100% spawn rate raids way closer to the end of the wipe because if he was in every on every map in every raid there would just be to class six armor nonstop right you know what I mean so it's like they do it where he's on every he is in every map but at, and even at a buffed spawn chance but it's not every time it's about thirty most of them would be about thirty percent cultists can spawn on every map at night at about a twenty percent spawn rate as well. So they move cultists to every map, increase their spawn rate significantly. They increase Tagilla's spawn rate significantly. Um, so that's pretty cool. So I fought Tagilla a few times. I fought the cultists a few times. It's like scary, scary. And they moved where the cultists are on the maps that they already spawn on. Like customs, they only spawn in one spot. They spawn at like Fortress and then they move over to by the little mechanic building by Elbow. Mm -hmm. That's the only place they spawn. And we checked for him and we weren't there. And then we jumped the wall. You know how like you uh, there's in construction and then you like jump up on the blue yeah, dumpster yeah. and jump over the wall. We jumped over the wall and they were all on the road there. We were like, ah, and we just died. It was insane. Yikes. Uh, so they moved him around. They, okay, there's a website and it's escapefromtarkov.com slash Halloween. And it is a pumpkin and it has the word doomed and it has a number, and I think it's how many PMCs have died just in all the servers across the world during the event. And every time that the number gets to 666,666, every, this is cool, every single raid, every raid becomes nighttime. If you're in a day raid, the weather changes in 30 seconds. Boom, you're in a night raid now. And for like 20 minutes, there are only night raids, no matter what you click. And then it slowly becomes day again and the counter resets. And so, so the player base is like, 
No, dude. It, it, it's perfect in my opinion because it's only every like 20 minutes. Or I mean, it's only for like 20 minutes. So it's not long enough for somebody to like abandon their play session, but it happens every like few hours. I think this, I think it's sick. I think it's really, really cool. No, but I'm saying like, like, I'm trying to figure out. Forget I said anything. And it's like, and it gets really, and it gets and really stormy. So it doesn't start raining, but thunderstorms happen and lightning happens. So like when it rains, when it's like super stormy in Tarkov, you don't ever see lightning. But like it gets super dark, it gets super thundery, and there's like lightning happening in the distance and stuff like that. It happened on my very first scav army of the day. I was like, what? the hell and it just stops there on 666666 for like 20 30 minutes and then it just resets and it takes a few hours for it to get back up to it's so cool i think that's really cool wait you say it takes a few hours you mean in-game hours no like it takes a few real life hours before like once once it goes back to normal it takes a few real life hours for it to hit 666666 again because it resets the the counter Oh, so it happens every couple hours. Every couple of hours, you get 20 minutes of nighttime only. Oh, okay. I was like trying to figure out, I mean, I without yeah. knowing like the player numbers and whatever, it's yeah. like, is that like once a day for 20 minutes? Like, no, oh, so like, so what the, What you're saying is nobody's playing Tarkov. Everybody's watching their favorite streamer play until it's at 6-5, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody boots up Tarkov to experience the nighttime thing. Yeah. And then everybody gets off after that one race. Dude, I don't know. 666,000 deaths. In a few hours, that's a lot of people. I mean, playing. that's that's one play session for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, this was interesting. We thought it was okay. So, because because none of these things get explained to the player, and because none of these things are related to each other, the we, bug reports. We thought this was a part of the event, but it was a bug. You've played a lot of factory, so you know, so you'll be able to explain. You know, there's the part of factory where it's like it's near the forklift spawn, where there's like the ramp down below. There's a little boiler room you can have the key to where you can walk up the stairs, and there's the like red gates. It's basically if you spawn forklift and you took a left instead of going down glass hall, and then you opened one of those doors, there's a bunch of barrels with a weapon crate on it that yep. nobody ever loots. That weapon crate. I loot that all the time. That's like, that's, yeah. All day today until they just fixed it. That weapon crate was an airdrop. <laughs> it was a, it was a huge, every single time. It literally said airdrop common supply crate at the top. Every raid. And we all thought it was part of the event. Dude, I would love that. I'd be farming factory. If I had known, I would have, I would have played Tarkov. They fixed it. They fixed it. I thought, dude I, was... dude. I love how every dude, every good thing in Tarkov is a fucking accident, bro. Free looking while ADSing. I like, thought, every good thing. I thought that it was like just a PvP, um, catalyst. Like I thought it was just like come to factory, get hit by Tagilla and the cultists, and and all the PvP. Because everybody like that's where all the PvP happened. Everybody would congregate there, and and you know the last man standing would get to loot the damn airdrop, and it was it was super fun, dude. It was so cool. Now, now, didn't they the airdrops, the airdrops are though? dog? <laughs> They're so bad. The best thing I looted it like seven times. The best thing I got out of it was like a pressure gauge. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. But I was farming attention and perception and search. Um, 
Um, and then they made the hideout. They, you know, spooky. And then they, okay. <laughs> the traders. Like they did for Christmas. When you go to the trader menu, all of the trader pictures are like zombified, spookified versions of the traders. Which is really cool. And then the yeah. therapist is, is, looks like fucking vampire Bella from Dude, Fence's Twilight. picture actually looks super sick. Actually, wait a minute. I could get behind Bella. Bella? If you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm 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 one of the I'm, I'm a Kristen Jesus Stewart Christ. I'm a Kristen Stewart uh what, what do they say Stan simp simp sure yeah simp I mean, you Stan call me works st- Stan as well okay wait a minute wait a minute I just recently had like the epiphany for what that meant and now and then I okay wait okay 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 is that from that Eminem song Stan or simp yeah Stan Stan no Stan is stalker and fan together. Was, wait, didn't he have a song about Stan? Wasn't that the name of that song where it was like, hey, Slim, I'm your biggest fan, blah, blah, blah. I always thought that's what Stan. Maybe it was. Basically, Chad I had heard. Says it is. I don't know. I had heard. Okay. I'm so, a boomer yeah. at heart. Yeah, you you didn't listen to Stan when it came out. That was that's No, I guess like a, I'm not a boomer because I, I don't know the, the Eminem song. Oh, my song. God. Wait, you really don't? Okay, let me read. Let me I was read. Not allowed to, to listen to Eminem when I was a kid, bro. Come on. Oh my god! I grew up in a wholesome household. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I wasn't a child, so. Uh, <laughs> so some of the lyrics, dear Slim, I wrote you, but you ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. My I sent two pager. letters back in autumn. You must have not got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant, too. It's all about like a stalker level, not stalker, but like it's a the social. um, What's the word? Uh, Parasocial Parasocial, relationship between it where it's like, you know, and then it gets it gets like dark. You know, I'm your biggest fan. This is Stan. Uh, you still aren't. You still ain't calling a road. I hope you have a chance. I ain't mad. I just think it's fucked up. You don't answer fans if you don't want it. Like it's. Oof. It gets real dark to the point where like. Yeah, you should. You should read the lyrics. Interesting. Um, it's uh yeah, dude. Um, it's pretty deep. <laughs> Listening to it, it's. I remember that song like affecting me, uh, when I was like a teenager where where was the 2000 it was 2000 dude i was 12 years old it was in third grade i don't know how old you are in third grade i guess i was nine because i don't need you never heard of my tea's gone cold i'm wondering why i gotta bet it all did it something up my window and i can't see it all Wait, Even wait, is that I the song? Could, it would all be great. Put your be- yep. Oh, okay. Just slim my brother. All right. I've heard the song. I don't. I don't have the lyrics memorized. Yeah, it's a sample from uh, Dido. Yeah, Dido. Dido. I, I never actually yeah. knew how to pronounce her name. I've only ever saw it read, but um. 
but yeah, I think that's what, anyway, this is all about Bella. This is all yeah. came back from, from Bella in that, uh, I and guess I'm a stand. Some people hated her. I don't know why I had a thing for and her. And that that's what you wanted therapists to look like. Yeah. And maybe now I need a therapist to talk about why I have a thing for Bella. I always like the quiet, awkward. Listen, I was hoping nerdy the therapist chicks, but... looked like Bella, but not like you therapist, a different therapist. It's all very confusing. Anyway, uh, so <clears throat> this that's... is the 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 um, Twilight fan cast. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Next time we're going to be talking yes. about the the fan fiction that erupted from Twilight that ended up turning into Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's a real story, right? I had heard that. I didn't know if it was true, but I had heard that. Yeah, you should read the fan fiction. You know what? I think. I'm good. And by that I mean internet historian. I think one of his videos oh, well, then was. I'm in. Yeah, internet historian. Um, does you know how he does like the reading of um uh they they read like either like green text or like people's fan fictions i actually just watched one where it was like someone some random kid wrote like a a little fan fiction about like sonic and um it's hilariously cringy really but he got like m lemon internet historian a bunch of like big names to like be the characters oh my and he does this God. whole like photoshop animation you know whatever uh it's genius that uh, it's genius. reminds me of the internet historian video the in googling or whatever it was called of no man's the sky in, the, in the in in of no goodening of no man's sky. sky and at the end like while the credits rolling he's reading like a fanfic about sean the the, the, the Lee developer. Oh, bro. My and then God. that got like so weird. It got so weird. It got to the point where like every word he was saying was bleeped out. And you're like, this is so cringe. It was hilarious. Yeah, though. Sean, can you my and my and Yeah, was, exactly. Was, That's and like, then he touched me and then it was and he said, Oh god. <laughs> and not it's like, just like his Patreon subscribers going by. And it's like a fireplace. And it's just like bleep. Oh, yeah. Dude, well, anyway, he did he did so one good. about the I think it's called My Immortal. I might be mixing up uh I might be mixing up these things, but anyway, listen, I'll I'll, I'll make sure I do all my research on 50 Shades of Grey, My Immortal yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Let me fan know. fiction and everything like that um before the next episode. I apologize, chat. Yeah. <sighs> so that's the Halloween event. It's interesting it's cool because there's like what so what's weird about it is it just seems like a bunch of things that have nothing to do with each other just like bleh and there's like no way for the player to like know or understand what's going on unless you're like all over twitter and reddit but that being said yeah. it's a bunch of interesting it's a bunch of interesting things and a bunch of weird things like the killer thing or the tagilla thing is awesome the cultist thing is awesome I think the little Doom site is awesome. I love the aesthetics of the hideout, and they do stuff like that. Uh, you go in the hideout, and, uh, you know, have you ever gone in the hideout, in the hideout, walked around, gone to the rest space when it's leveled up, and watched the TV? It's like the old trailers for Tarkov that play. They yep. cut together some, like, crazy horror sizzle reel thing of all Tarkov assets, including, like, the weird dude that's supposed to be with the Lightkeeper with, like, the antler stuff. Like, it's super creepy, and it's cool. So, like, they're... That team, the like art and design team, has always been next level. But like that stuff's really cool. The trader stuff is really cool. The pumpkin heads were have always been like a staple fun thing on the Halloween because you can see the scabs through the fog and then you can, you know, wear them. Me and Gibbon were like, it was like seven of, you know, we would invite a bunch of people and just go try and hatch at other PMCs. Like 
It's a lot of fun stuff. And then you get a lot of like interesting stuff where like they change the food and nobody really knows why. Oh, this was the other thing we didn't talk about. Every single raid, when you spawn in, you're assigned a random buff and debuff. And sometimes that debuff is like, you're just going to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, do you have the, like the toxin or like on your scav raid, if you don't have a bandage to stop a light bleed or a heavy bleed, you just like spawn in and you're going to die in five minutes. If you can't find a, a heavy, like a, a tourniquet. So like stuff like that, it's like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. Wait, what if you, the one raid someone goes in with a kitted out gun and a slick and it's like oh, your toxin. Yeah. It's like, I would fucking delete the game permanently yeah. if that happened to me. So like the, 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 the Halloween event is definitely way more things than they've ever done for an event and for a Halloween event, more, like a, a sheer by volume of more things. But it's confusing because some uh. of them are just purely visual and are really cool. Some of them are game things that are really cool. Some of them are game things that don't really matter and kind of just frustrate you. And then some of them are game things that feel like frustrating. And then they're all together. And then the game doesn't tell you about any one of them. You just figure it out as you go. And so it's like, I'm confused on the Halloween event because there's parts of it I love. There's parts of it I don't care about. There's parts of it I think are dumb. But it's could definitely actually, a lot of things. Could you actually figure it out if you have if you play three raids? Or might you just think that something's weird and broken if yeah, you're not no, you'd in never Tarkov figure out land? All the things in three raids, you know what I mean? No, but like, <laughs> if you just join a raid and then like something scuffed, it's not like ha 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 ha. You yeah, got no, screwed by no. Halloween. You might just think the game is fucking broken. Yeah, every other game like I've ever played, when they do like an event, like you open the game and there's like a splash screen where you know what I mean. Even yeah. just like be on the lookout for spooky endeavors. Then, then everything you see, you just like attribute it to it. But there is nothing of that. You just like. You're like, oh, my hideout looks differently. Why am I dying in my raid? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yikes. But, like, some of the stuff is really cool. And I and, I, and so it's hard because, like, I know the community is, like, really getting off on just, like, beating down BSG and everything they do. And and you know me. I stand in the middle. A lot of things I, I, I'm i like, yeah, dude, I'll give me a club, too. I'll beat them down for this. <laughs> but, like, some of the stuff I think is cool. And what's funny to me is that I've had so many people in my chat be like, they haven't, like, this event isn't anything. They did so many more things last year. <laughs> and last year, they just increased the cult of spawn rate and gave everyone pumpkin heads. That was it. And then on Halloween, everybody was tagged and cursed. So, like, yeah, you know what it, I mean? It, so, someone someone came in the chat earlier before the podcast and was like, yo, did you hear about the Halloween event? Or, like, what are your thoughts on it? And I was like, honestly, I haven't. All I saw yeah. was 14 seconds of Jesse's <laughs> gameplay before I yeah. I got my hair cut. And then... Uh, I hadn't seen anything, and then some people were saying it was good, some people were saying it was lame, you know, whatever, and it was like, someone had the comment of, you know, like, people have been begging for more events for so long, and then they do an event, and people are complaining about it, it's like, I mean, that's, it's, it's, the, the only reason why you would say that, I think, is if you were trying to make a point to me about, like, hip, hypocrisy or something, it's yeah. like, no, some people want it, some, yeah. some people don't want it. So if some people want it, yeah. they're the ones that have been begging for it, and they're going to say it's said great. And he, then Steve has said he wanted an event every day for the past six months. The events here, Steve is out enjoying himself. Kevin has never said anything about events, and the events here, and yeah. Kevin doesn't like it. So Kevin's <laughs> like, this event sucks. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Steve and Kevin. 
I've been fucked those guys. All my homies hate Steve and Kevin anyway. Both of them, dude. Neither of them can just get a grip. Um, <clears throat> so that's the event. It's a lot, and it's confusing because some of it's like really, really cool, and some of it's kind of weird. But I definitely err on the side of I'm with Steve that wanted the events and is happy it's here. Like, I'm just happy. Like, I'm just happy to be here and doing the thing and having stuff changed. And and what's nice about this event is if you don't like it. <laughs> you can get the fu- Oh, no. If you don't like it, like it's like you're not we're not like wondering if it's going to last six weeks. Right. Like Halloween is Monday. Like, yeah, I yeah. would imagine it's over Tuesday morning. Um, yep. So, uh, so it's just interesting. Yeah. So someone said something about dark and darker. That's actually a game that, that clean and one peg convinced me. I would like that game. Um, I, I, when I watched, I watched about 42 seconds of it. Yeah. Randomly. Like, a I think I like clicked on one peg stream before TwitchCon. And I was like, this looks like shitty medieval Left 4 Dead, and I hate that. Yeah. So I'm like, not interested at all. Yeah. But then they explained it to me like it it wasn't, it was like Tarkov Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, yo, that's like literally what, like what? That's yeah. what I've been fucking wanting. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm actually, I haven't, I haven't seen anything about it. I'm looking forward to being able to play it again. I guess it was yeah. like, when I got back from TwitchCon, I went to go look for it and I was like, sorry, you can't. Yeah. They did a. They were doing a a server test, and uh, one peg got to interview some of the developers, and they were saying that they were hoping to get uh, two or three hundred people to play the server test, and then like Sacreal and Clean and like these General Sam. Yeah, and I so like they had like ten to twenty concurrent players, and their servers were like fried. So it was supposed to be like a three day server test, but it, they ended up extending it to like a week because like most of the three days you just couldn't play it. Yeah. Um, but then they're doing another server test starting tomorrow night and uh it's just three days again unless they extend it but uh yeah i had the exact same reaction as you i saw like three people that i love to watch playing it i watched for about five minutes and went this does not look fun at all and i stopped playing and then everybody i knew that played it couldn't stop telling me about how amazing it was deadly loved his time sequisha loved playing it Zachriel loved playing it. One Peg loved playing it. Clean loved playing it. A bunch of people in the community that got in on the playtest loved playing it. So I was like, okay, well, I don't, I just don't get it then. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know how it plays. I know that you, it's a battle royale and a Tarkov where it's a, like a full loot PVP where you can extract anytime you want, but you're forced to extract eventually by in a closing circle. Yeah. That gets smaller. I feel like that's kind of a unique. Yeah, it is. There's also it. like an under level where like you once you get geared enough, you can go to the the head. It's called the hell level and fight like dungeon bosses down there, which is kind of cool. I didn't see any of that gameplay. All I saw. This is what I mostly what I saw was deadly slob with a bow and an enemy AI with 14 arrows in his face. And they were all and deadly just. And the dude wouldn't go down. And I was like, I don't know, fam. You know what I mean? But like... Pe- like you're playing Skyrim and you yeah, ventured yeah. into the wrong dungeon at the it's yeah, too early. Yeah, so like... Uh, but I've definitely been convinced to give it a go. Like tomorrow I got... It's squads of three, I think. And tomorrow I got some of the homies. We're going to um, check it out. And we'll see. I mean, I think it's free. And literally everybody has said nothing but good things to say about it. So like I would... I 
have been convinced from like, I'm not interested in this to like, dude, I want to give it a go. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, coming out tomorrow. It's interesting. There's like magic and oh, today is Thursday. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it looks and... like. I mean, it's like literally Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, I think that's like which... what inspired them to make the game was Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. Um, they actually announced. I know there's a few other things. I think. Actually, wait. There, there's there wasn't. Was was the Halloween thing really the only Tarkov thing, or was there anything else before? Yeah. In Tarkov, no, it's really the only thing. Um, yeah, they announced uh, Kerbal Space Program I February. I saw that, and I forgot to message you about that because I know you're going to yeah, be super hyped. Yeah, so Cause I have ideas for a long time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A few years. I mean, yeah, a few years. They, they, and they also the, the original plan release date was like two years ago, but then the pandemic and and whatever. <laughs> and um, but oh, you know, gotcha. Um, I, I think like. Everybody wants to make, you know, like as soon as someone goes over the release date, uh, you know, that's like the fucking biggest atrocity, you know, on on planet Earth. Um, and then when some, you know, some devs want to do early access and that's either like everybody's favorite thing or if it's the biggest atrocity on planet Earth. I actually think that like yeah. what the what they're doing with KSP is probably a pretty fair responsible way of going and again obviously we'll see but like yeah. res responsible way of going about it where it's like they the game's in a state now where they're ready to put it into early access because i think they have like a lot of the foundational aspects yeah done and then they want to get feedback before they get past the point of sort of no return yeah right um so uh so yeah we'll see and one of the cool things in like a little release video that they had was like one of the biggest modders from the modding the ksp oh, modding okay. community they hired and he like works for them now and he, then the guy's like legendary like they knew him before so it's like really cool how he was almost like a celebrity That's when they interviewed sick. him he's like yeah i've done some modding for the game They're like oh yeah what's your handle and he said their handle and they were like yo like he was one of the best modders. so it's like but that's just so awesome that like that's someone so from awesome. that community is like working so then he's also working i guess on making mod developing tools, tools. for the yeah, community yeah to, yeah so it's just going to be next level. And one of the things I think I'm I'm really excited for is they've taken it. It, it seems as if they have a lot of uh, like an eye towards accessibility because that was the one thing about KSP that accessibility for new players was. I mean, you know, I have a fucking master's degree in engineering, and I would have to watch like two Scott Manley videos before I could even make it to space. Yeah, because it was like if you don't know the one hotkey to like enable the engines and to like th put the thrusters on before you hit the like I, you, it just it's not obvious how you do yeah. all the things so there's like a big giant button that's like go and you know they've they've just yeah. done a lot of things to the ui to make it a little bit more accessible it's a it's a knife edge around like you want to make things accessible for new players but not so dumbed down and easy it's almost like you want to sure. make it so that you can you can experience like 75 percent of the game which is still a universe you know in and of itself as a casual player without getting into it. But if you want to calculate Delta V's so that you can do a, uh, an, an orbital encounter at the optimal time for jewel from this other thing that you built in three pieces over, you know, yep. then you can do that. So hopefully that's cool. I don't know, but I'm, I'm stoked and I have some content ideas about that. That yeah, we'll see. That's cool. That's I'm planning. Cool. I got I got three four months ahead. Yeah, February. That's not too far away, man. 
that's exciting. That's really, really cool. Um, yeah, have you seen like, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but like, have you seen, probably not, but any of the, like, there's been tons of leaks coming out of like the Call of Duty DMZ thing. Um, As with most things these days with Tarkov and stuff like that, I see um, one peg's thumbnails in my subscription feed. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't click the videos because I'm, I've got too many other things to watch <laughs> you, and I've got chess to play and yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> but everybody sub to fucking one peg and watch. Yeah. Shit, oh, but, uh, I, dude, I got a lot of the info from him. I, I, I'm sub to like 97 <laughs> Tarkov creators and I don't watch yeah. any of their stuff because I, I'm, I'm subbed to support them. Yeah. You know, but, for sure. Uh, yeah. There's, there's never enough time to consume all the content. For sure. That is what it is. But yeah, so there's been a lot of crazy rumors and leaks going around. I'm only going to talk about the stuff that I've like seen in like like YouTube videos, <laughs> not just like random rumors, but like YouTube videos of people like showing screenshots they got. And obviously it's all like just like leaked, but I, I don't really care about the leaks. I don't really care from a person that's like, ooh, I'm worried about the leaks. I'm just like interested to like see how the game is going to play. And so it's interesting like there's been a lot of stuff like about like crafting and like crafting items. I don't know if that's going to be in or out of the thing. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of um, screenshots and stuff of like how the loot is going to be and like backpacks. Like like one of the like screenshots that I saw in a video from a from a quest. So there's like factions. There's like factions that give you quests like similar like how traders give you mm -hmm. quests in Tarkov. And like one of the quests was like extract with a full backpack. And so like that could be like, have you ever played Apex Legends? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I had like one or two sessions. <laughs> yeah, okay. Of it. So like, everybody has a backpack. You can fit six things, and if you find a blue backpack, you can fit eight items, and if you find a gold backpack, you can fit ten items. And it's like, it's not like Tarkov where you're moving the items around. It's just like ten items. That item could be a stack of ammo. It could be yeah, yeah, a yeah. grenade. It could be whatever. It's just ten items. So it could be like that, where it's like you just have like backpack sizes that are just like just fill it up with random junk and extract but that was just like an interesting thing where it's like okay well at least inventory management while in raid is, is going to be a part of it too um there's like quests and like the screenshots of like multi-layered quests like quests quest lines that open up when completing previous quests mm. and stuff like that um there's like people are really starting to think that there is going to be an offline <laughs> inventory. Like some of the quest rewards are like money and gear. Like one, there was a quest that was like, when you complete this quest, you get two grenades and $4,500. And in a call, so it's of, not just going to be like a loadout based. Exactly. System. In a call yeah, of duty yeah. game, how would being rewarded with two grenades work? You know what I mean? Unless there was an inventory where you were keeping them and the, the loadout you were making when going into your raid is, is stuff that you have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who knows? But like, that was just interesting stuff where like quest rewards being actual like gear or consumable items means that there has to be some sort of like inventory or offline inventory. I imagine it being something where like, the regular loadouts, like you can always go into a raid with a gun and whatever, you know what I mean? But like, if you want to do anything outside of these preset loadouts, you have to actually use your own stuff. Like that's kind of what Tarkov said they were going to do with arena, right? Where like, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? So like, imagine that where they just brought that into like the more open world style of things where it's like, you can always pick these four things and that's your hatchet run. That's your like low gear. I'm going in my budget run. It's a gun, it's armor, it's whatever. But if you want to use your gun or good armor or these consumables, you have an inventory of them. All 
you know, made up stuff, but that's the kind of stuff that like pushes people into thinking about stuff like that. And then there was one quest. So like we know they like one of the big things that they like announced at the COD Next event that they were talking about all of Call of Duty, like including Warzone, is that they're adding VoIP to Warzone. And and they said they were adding VoIP to Warzone and the DMZ. And like one of the quests is like um one of the quests is like add a friend to your party while in raid or something. So like you've mentioned before wanting to do that in Tarkov, where like you could um, oh, assert a handshake yeah, yeah, yeah. and if they accept it we're party members now well you got to think cod there already is a mini map there already is this stuff we're not breaking the immersion of tarkov imagine being able to talk to somebody invite them to a party they accept and now you now you're homies and like that was a quest that got leaked and i was like that's kind of sick dude and so like then there's like i don't know if there was friendly fire in warzone but like that would be interesting if like if accepting that meant that you two could no longer friendly fire, you wouldn't have to worry about them betraying. Or maybe they'll do mm -hmm. like uh like half damage friendly fire, or maybe it'll be full hardcore friendly fire. I have no idea. But that was just an interesting thing that it was like that. What they're Ugh. they're doing, like they have these things and they're putting them in war zone too. They're called strongholds, where they're like fortifications throughout the map where there's enemy AI and bosses. And so there are Quests that are like kill the boss and extract with his loot. I did I know, and so it's interesting. So it's going to be AI. There's going to be scav bosses or AI bosses. There's going to be um, PvP. Uh, we we also know they announced it's going to be played on the Warzone map, and like these Warzone maps are huge. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like yeah, effectively yeah. open world Tarkov. What, what we don't know is how long a raid's going to be, if it's going to be like the cycle where it's just a server that's alive for four, six, eight hours and people are spawning in as people are leaving. We don't know that. I imagine they would have to do it that way because if you dump 130 people on El Masra, which is the name of the map, and you know 48 of them die in spawn fights, you're just never mm -hmm. going to find anyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, a, that's a lot of space. So, I would imagine they'd be filling like the cycle frontier does as people die. And as people exfil, there's also going to be vehicles, this... bro, the vehicles, the ATVs and the trucks. Oh yeah. There's quests to like, like siphon fuel out of trucks and stuff like that. Like, so there's going to be like fuel and the, the trucks are like, you're not going to be able to run it unless you have fuel. Dude, it's interesting. I'm not saying that DMZ is going to be sick. I, I've been saying for months that like probably an hour into me playing DMZ, I'm going to know if it's good, if it's just like, I'm never playing this again or it's not. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, it feels like they're paying attention and it feels like they're trying. It might suck. And a lot of people bring up and it's true and I'm very tired of hearing it, but I understand they keep bringing it up that at the end of the day, the core system it's built on is COD, right? So it's COD movement and COD gunplay. And if those things don't match this gameplay style, then I feel like a lot of people will feel a rub and it won't be very successful. But at least this stuff shows me that they're like paying attention. They're attempting to do something more than just like grab the golden hard drive, which was like the hazard yeah. zone in Battlefield. You know what I mean? Um, it's really, really interesting stuff. What I want to know as well is like, everybody's like so not everybody i say everybody and i'm really sorry i said that the the stupid people are so like weirdly butthurt about the whole like it's just tarkov or it's gonna be nothing like tarkov like nobody cares 
there's not like a scale of how much it's like or not like Tarkov that everybody subscribes to. Like a game where you infill with gear, get gear, and extract with gear. I would say, oh, that's kind of like Tarkov. Even if it was freaking monsters and aliens and laser guns. Like I would describe, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of like how Tarkov is. You know what I mean? But yeah. so it's like every game is two games. Exactly. Ma- ma- name, name a game. Name, pick a random game right now. Um, Destiny. Destiny is Halo meets yeah, World of uh, Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft. Yeah, right. It's yeah, every, Marauders. Yes. It is Tarkov plus um, uh, not Bioshock, but kind of it's a little yeah. steampunk. It's like Wolfenstein, like. Yeah, I mean, like, every game is two fucking games mixed in together, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so it's a Call chess. Of Duty, call it. <laughs> chess is checkers and checkers. strategy. Yeah, no, checkers and Tarkov. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's impossible. <laughs> There's no way of telling the difference between someone who's better than you and cheaters. And you hate yourself uh, when you're playing it. Yeah, um, except... No, nah, except it's it doesn't have all of the flaws of Tarkov. Yeah. It doesn't have. Anyways, so so I say that to say like, oh my god, if, checkers and CBT. If you, yep. If you it. want it to be like Tarkov, then how many things are like Tarkov before you say it's like Tarkov is different between people and like? So it's just like that. That's such a dumb metric to just be like, oh, this is like Tarkov, or oh, this isn't like Tarkov at all. Like, because that means different things to different people. And even if it meant the same thing to different people, if it was or wasn't, that would mean different things to different people. So it's like, it's just such like a frustrating thing because I don't know how to respond. Cause I'm like, are you saying it's not like Tarkov because you're mad it's not like Tarkov? Or it's 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 anything. But what so all that to say is my opinion of it is that like a lot of people are like it's not gonna be anywhere near as hardcore as Tarkov. A good I want like a good, well-constructed extraction type shooter that feels fun to play more casually. I'm fine with that. You know what I would love? I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get heat for this. You know what I would love? If, so we know DMZ is going to be played on the map, Almazra, the Warzone map. We know it's Mm going to be big. We know they said there's going to be like 100 plus players on a map for DMZ. What we don't know, but if, let's say we assume that there are people infilling and exfilling all the time, just like the cycle, right? Yep. You know what I would love? Revives. Just like in Warzone. That would be sick. Yeah. Because if it's that big of a map, and if there's that many players, and you land and get sniped, and you're two buddies, it's going to take them 40 minutes to get out of the raid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, imagine- or, or or for them to get into the raid, like the gulag kind of thing, where you can get into the raid again, which is yeah. what we talked about with being able yes. to go back and... Yes, so that's what I'm saying. So imagine you get into a fight. Imagine you get into like a huge fight and one of your dudes lives and he takes all the money he collected and buys two revives just like it is in Warzone and calls you guys back in and you guys come back and like maybe you have maybe you can't land right on top of the fight because maybe that would be a little too OP but you landed you you spawn at these stations and then now you're now your mission this is everything we've talked about, bro, with like like your mission objective objective changing based on what's happening in the raid we were coming here to do this but then you guys died but then i clutched up and i revived you and now you spawned over here so now i'm trying to guard the loot while you guys are getting here because these guys might be respawning too and if they are they're trying to come get their loot too like all of this stuff bro so like i completely made that up i don't know if there are revives in it but like i say that to say like people are like well it's not going to be as hardcore as tarkov i was like that doesn't mean it's not going to be fun 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like it could be insanely fun with a mini map with revives. Like it still could be a cool extraction shooter where it was tense and stressful just in a different way. Not because I was worried that a scav was going to SKS me from 300 meters, but because, you know, just the tension of all that stuff. I don't know. So I made that up and I don't know if that's going to be in the game, but I, it was just to make a point that like, if it's not like Tarkov, it's if it's not a, as hardcore as Tarkov, it doesn't mean it's bad. If it's not fun to play, if it's unintuitive, and if there's no carrot at the end of the stick, if it doesn't convince you that you need to keep playing to get the stuff, then it will be bad, and it could very well be bad. But like yeah. some of this stuff, man, seems like it could be interesting. So you know what the revive, like the whole idea of revives or or the, the ability to somehow spawn into the same raid, as long as again, as long as it's done right, and you don't yeah. like. You can't just instantly spawn in right next right to the next person. Year, and, yeah. Um, but there's some sort of like a little bit of inconvenience and a, but it's different than the other person has to get out, you wait in your stash, you know, whatever. You can constantly be playing with your friends yeah. with only a little bit of downtime and a little bit of inconvenience and but there's strategy and you know, whatever. It the 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 difference to me is almost like did you ever play Hold'em? You you uh, poker, Texas yes. Hold'em. Okay, yeah. I was like, is that a um, video game? Uh I know that like World Poker Tour was like a big thing when I was like 14. It like blew up. Uh, but I have no idea if that was like if that lingered on when you got older. Like World or not. Wait, wait, World Poker Tour? But, yeah. Yeah. I used to watch that. Yeah. I, I just know it was huge. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, like yeah. the thing everybody was watching. Um, you know, watch we, it all I'd, time. Be sitting, I'd be sitting there with all my buddies wearing sunglasses indoors playing fucking poker, you know? That's uh, so funny. Um, yeah. But, but like it's almost like when you. It's like playing No Limit Hold'em in a tournament, but you have the ability to like rebuy in. So if you if you go yes. all in, when you get knocked out, it's like you're out of the fun. You have no way of getting it back, and it sucks. When if you're like a better poker player, you got unlucky, you know whatever. Like the yeah. ability to buy back in to potentially get your winnings back, you know, and whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's that's just what I don't know why. That's just the feeling I got when I was thinking about. Uh, you know, thinking about being able to to actually keep yep. playing. It's like buying back in into a poker For game sure. where, you know, if, if, you, if you keep buying in, you keep losing. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, it's like we'd be playing, you know, $5 poker games or whatever. And it was like, if I had the chance to spend $5 to just have fun, even if I lost the $5, it's still cheaper than if we went to the fucking movies. Yep. But instead, I have to sit out. And I don't get to participate, and yeah, it's yep. it, and it's punishment enough that I lost the money and lost the game. Now yep. I don't get to play anymore, you know. Yep. So, anyway, so <clears throat> it's interesting stuff, man. Like, absolutely, <laughs> I think I feel like it's we're at a place where you have to like justify just like wanting a game to succeed. Like, you know, what I mean, like I've got no, you know, I. I've got no like stock in this. Like, you know, if, if this game flops, like I've made my career on Tarkov and Tarkov is still Tarkov. You know what I mean? It's like, I like, I'm just going to wait and see. I want to play it. I want to see how it is. But like, I'm not a, in this case, in Tarkov, I'm a copium addict, but I'm not a copium addict for like seeing something and going, oh, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like people get so weird about it. But like, basically that's what's happened. Every time I open up YouTube and I see a bunch of thumbnails where it says like new DMZ leaks, I watch the video and every time I go, oh, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Every time. So I'm so naturally as a video gamer, 
I'm excited to play DMZ. I, I don't, I'm not convinced it's going to change my life or be the best game ever. I'm just like, that's cool. Yeah. Because like, it has things. A lot of these, a lot of the games, like, you know, a lot of the copycats that didn't succeed were just like felt like they were being copycats. But like the big thing for me that draws me in is like it's the open world. It's like one big map with a hundred or more players. Like that is what. But see, no, there I'm, were a million copycats with BRs though, but there really weren't that many looter shooter copycats. Yeah, correct. There weren't. There weren't like, a ton. And, and, yeah, and people have been saying for years now, literally five years. I wish a AAA company would just come out and make Tarkov right. Yeah, for years. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people have been saying it. Yeah. And, and, and it's only and it's only in the last couple of years that that's obviously been it with the with the rise of Tarkov, obviously been something that's financially worthwhile yes. for, you know, and a company to develop for everybody that's like whining that like DMZ is not going to be as hardcore as Tarkov. Like Tarkov's not going to be as hardcore as Tarkov. The big thing they announced this summer was arena arena an arena shooter where you just like spawn. You just have like infinite kits, you know what I mean? Or whatever, like. It's like a, a, the main game, but it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting, <laughs> but I completely agree. So I want it to succeed. It looks kind of cool. I have no idea. It could suck, but all the leaks make me go, Hey, that's kind of cool. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah. And then other than that, it's like dark and darker is coming out this weekend. We, we already talked about it, but I was interested to try that out. I played Marauders a few times. I actually had... Well, I played Marauders again because it's like out in early access now. We played it was it was in like alpha or something, and now it's like in early access. It's just like you're going to be able to play Marauders whenever you want. And I played it the other day, and I actually had a lot of fun. It was like super fun. Um, but like that's pretty cool. I'm interested to just like see how that game goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I need to I need to give it another try because I uh, when I played it. Actually, when we played it, yeah, um, we played for a bit, and then I think you had to leave, and then I played solo for a while, and I think like after going back to playing solo, and then yeah. uh, you just being like tired after a long stream, I just ended up dying over and over again to like the bots. Yeah, and it ended up being like, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, there were just so many aspects of of it that. Uh, yeah, I, I I need I need to give it another try. Basically, yeah, I think. and and even then, the other day when I played it and I had a bunch of fun, I still wasn't like I see myself sinking a thousand hours into this game. You know what I mean? It was just like yeah. casual fun. But I did see I followed them on Twitter and they like tweeted out their um like roadmap on like stuff that they want to add and like they want to add mm -hmm. some really cool stuff like raids, kind of like how uh kind of like how once again like this the cycle frontier is a game i always come back to where like every single thing about that game i think is cool but i don't ever want to play it and i don't know why that is like i don't want to play the game and i don't know why but like i've watched videos of a few people that like i the thumbnail got me it was like end game cycle raid and it was like they go into a normal raid and then you have to put the super expensive thing down and it calls in a laser drill and the laser drill literally smashes through the ground. And then anybody oh at this point can now hop in. And but these guys hopped in and then you go through an underground level and maze, no loading screen where there's waves of enemies and you get to like a crazy boss and you kill this boss and it took them 30 minutes to kill the boss. And then they all got the loot and now you have to retrace your steps, hop out of the hole and extract. And I was like, that's so sick. I didn't really want to play, but like... I'll have to, yeah, no. But that was wild. cool. So like the Marauders like had kind of talked about like their kind of version of like a raid as well. So some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Huh. 
but yeah, no, I talked to the I talked to the devs a bunch. Um, we had uh, yeah, at TwitchCon, we had yeah. a really yeah really interesting conversation with the guys. They seem really cool, and they, they were, do uh, seem really cool. Yeah, so maybe if I play it, um, and it and it pulls me in, I, I I'm back into the. I'm back in a space where I'm like, like legit, like straight up depressed in that I feel like there's just nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that like is calling me right now. I I see like on, I mean, chess is like the thing that has the potential that, you know, I could (laughs) dedicate infinite amounts of time. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm literally 30 years late you know yeah yeah these kids usually start when they're four and they're grandmasters by 14 you know but um i mean not that that even really matters i wouldn't need to be like high level but it's like if i really want to keep playing chess i'm gonna have to get better and getting better at chess it actually involves a lot of like kind of studying yeah i believe that um so yeah but otherwise like like last night i i lost a bunch a bunch of games and i was like i just had nothing to like switch to yeah i'm like i I played valorant for a while and valorant's one of those games where you know whenever i take long breaks from csgo or from valorant they have a very specific movement style and you know crosshair placement is like is everything um because everybody will peek and headshot you pixel perfect and that all has to do with like like peaking timings and knowing where people are going to be in map knowledge. And it's like not having played in a year. I just don't have that. Yep. So I'm like super awkward. I don't remember all the hotkeys and, and it's not even like CSGO. You have like fucking in Valorant, like teleportation and flashbang yeah. skills. And there's just a whole bunch of other stuff on top of it. I'm like, Oh God, I played like two or three games. It was fun. And I got our asses kicked, but, um, but it's like, Oh, like that. Yeah. In order to like really have fun with it, I would need to get into it yeah. again. I can't get into Valorant because, yeah, I just don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, we'll see. Like, I, I'm kind of worried. You know, KSP could be the greatest thing that ever happens to me, and you know, yeah. At the same time, it could also be like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of cr- I'm crossing my fingers, man. I guess we'll see, but I really need something. I, I was going to switch to this, but then the Halloween event came. But like I've kind of been interested in checking out Daisy again. Clean has been playing. It's called the Stalker Z server, and it's a Daisy server that um, basically tried to like create Stalker. And like that was always my big thing with Stalker is it looks so cool, but it's not like an online game. There's not other people. And so yeah. I've been watching him play and like some of the VoIP interactions, and it's like that's such a Switch Two game because it's just like chill. It's not ultra competitive you need uber peaks you know what i mean it's just always funny voip encounters and hilarious shenanigans and like the stalker server like my thing is like i'll spend three hours in daisy before i find a magazine that fits the pistol i found but like if if there's a server like that that's like a little bit more combat oriented where you can actually find stuff but then it's still the daisy like i had been considering switching over and playing a little bit of that sometime in the near future yeah daisy was cool when i played it um my 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 only issue was I just didn't know like what what's my goal like what what am yeah. I trying to, what am I trying to do um because like I know that there's all kinds of servers with all kinds of custom you know mods or whatever yeah. where there's like traders and you can build giant you know I mean the the JLK videos right you can <laughs> you can have all these epic and I'm like honestly that doesn't 
like again it's something that you need to invest a bunch of time yeah. into a ma- like learning these maps amassing gear to then do all and i'm like whenever i played it in the short amount of time that i put into it it was like wander around you know if i got lucky and i found a gun it would be like 90 minutes of walking around i'd find a gun have almost yeah. no ammo and then i'd come across like a duo and the movement and the gunplay it's like so I, bad completely out of practice so, i mean and, and i wouldn't even say it's bad because you watch people like jlk and they just own For sure. right like so there's obviously, but but it's like it's just so different that yeah. if I play for ninety minutes and I never shoot a gun, exactly. What, what are the chances I survive if you in get a gunfight? Three seconds of practice every two hours. It takes. Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna. That's take what I'm forever. trying to say. Yeah, exactly. So I just would never. I think I maybe got like two kills in like maybe five to ten hours. Yeah, because I'd either never cro- come across anybody or I'd run <laughs> around. Would end up getting surprised by a zombie would end up getting hurt and then it's like you're just limping around for a while you get a shotgun with some ammo and then you it's like where do i go i don't know where to walk to i just walk through the woods and then i'm dying and then you know so yeah i don't know there's that was the only thing for me i think maybe you just need people to play with or maybe there's other things but um but that's where like rpg elements come in because it's like if you had the ability to like build a character and yeah. amass some sort of stash, whatever it is, you know, yep. um, an inventory, whether or not it's Sky, like Skyrim or, 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 you know, even games like like OG Diablo, which now that I think about it, it's kind of like Tarkov-esque where it was like, you ever played Diablo no. 1? You ever played Diablo 2? Nope. Diablo 3? Oh, Never God. played a Diablo game. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I remember playing Diablo 1, and it was like you start off on the surface level and you kind of you know once you play diablo 2 and you can run and then teleport and then i played diablo 2 first then going back and playing diablo 1 and you walk everywhere and it's like it would take like 30 seconds to go from like where you buy a potion to like where you enter like the dungeon level one so it's just like click yeah walks over and it's like oh there's no run um but you literally will go down and like clear out the first level of this dungeon and then, like, at that point, you're hurting, you're almost dead, but you got some stuff, come back up, put it in your little case, and then you heal up, go back down, and try to go from level one down to level two, down to level three, and then you come back up and all the way down until the bottom. It was yeah. kind of, now that I think about it, it was almost kind of like Tarkov-esque, except you can re-enter the raid, except it's one big raid, but it's, like, vertically yeah, stacked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, rather than, yeah. Diablo, you heard it here first. Diablo 1 was the first Tarkov. It was the OG Tarkov. Yeah. That's cool. <sighs> anyway. <sighs> but yeah. So, that's it. Not a whole lot going on in Tarkov. Halloween event's cool. Some cool games on the horizon. But yeah. Prage for Curl Space Program. Prage for KSP 2, February. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at least there's some some stuff to look forward to. I'm interested in Call of Duty, Kerbal Space Program. Maybe we'll get some cool Tarkov, Tarkov stuff around the new year, potentially. Um, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you had anything else. I mean, that's it. That's all I had. All the stuff. Uh, all the stuff going on. Um, uh, nope. Prage for your Airbnb situation to get resolved. Oh, my God, dude. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll see. If you made Let's see it, see if I can get. Go ahead. You gonna say? You go ahead. 
no, 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 no. I was just going to say, if you made it this far in the podcast, the secret comment is you have to pick either Team Kevin or Team Steve. I think those are the two names. So pick one, Team Kevin or I Team for- Steve. Team Steve. What? Remember, I said Kevin. I remember Kevin, but where'd Steve come from? I said Kevin was begging for an event, and so the events here. So Kevin's oh, having fun. Steve, Steve okay, didn't yes, care right. about events, and now Steve's complaining. So Team Kevin or Team Steve? Type down in the comments. Team Edward. Team. J- <laughs> team I'm Team Bella. Now we're right. back to Twilight. I'm team Bella. Now we're back to the Twilight cast. Can I Let's get? Go. Can we get a? Can we get a hashtag uh, Bella Stan? That's those, the third team. Hashtag for Bella who, Stan. For those who feel me, Kevin, Steve, or Bella. Yep. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for hanging. Everyone that was here with us live. Um, this will be live early next week on all the podcast platforms, YouTube, all the shenanigans. Thank you guys for the support recently. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see some some cool shenanigans happening this fall and early next year in gaming. But, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging, and we will definitely see you all on the next one. Peace.